0: Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6.
1: Friends, may we feel God's Spirit joining us together in this time of worship. My name is McCall Cottrell, and I'm the minister at Grace United Church in Hanover. Welcome to today's worship service for June 20th, 2021. Today, we celebrate Indigenous Day of Prayer. Today, we also wish a very happy Father's Day for all who are celebrating today. On behalf of all who have helped lead worship today, as you welcome us into your home, we welcome you into ours. May we know that the place where we find ourselves and this time we share is made holy by God's presence. Please note that at this time, in-person worship continues to be suspended and we are continuing to worship from home. From June 21st until July 19th, I will be away on holidays. Thank you to our worship committee and all who are helping to lead worship during this time. The Reverend Tessica Hackshaw, minister at Knox United Church in Durham and Crawford United Church will be available for pastoral care should a need arise. While we may not be able to gather in person, many events continue to happen at Grace Online. For more information about various events, I invite you to either see the weekly email announcements or call the church office. Friends, as we gather into this time of worship, we remember that for thousands of years, indigenous people have walked upon this land and that their relationship with the land is at the center of their lives and their spirituality. We recognize that we are all treaty people At Grace United Church, we are part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, Anishinaabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the part the church has played in an ongoing history of oppression and colonization. We pray that God may ever lead us towards building right relationships. Friends, come. Let us worship.
2: Long before my people journeyed to this land, your people were here, and you received from your elders an understanding of creation and of the mystery that surrounds us all that was deep and rich and to be treasured. We did not hear you when you shared your vision. In our zeal to tell you the good news of Jesus Christ, we were closed to the value of your spirituality. We tried to make you be like us, and in doing so, we helped to destroy the vision that had made you what you were. As a result, you and we are poorer, and the image of the Creator in us is twisted, blurred, and we are not what we are meant by God to be. We ask you to forgive us and to walk together with us in the Spirit of Christ so that our peoples may be blessed and God's creation healed.
3: The apology made to the native people of Canada by the United Church of Canada in Sudbury of August 1986 has been a very important step forward. We only ask of you to respect our sacred fire, the creation, and live in peaceful coexistence with us. We recognize the hurts and feelings will continue amongst our people, but through partnership and walking hand in hand, the Indian spirit will eventually heal. Through our love, understanding, and sincerity, the brotherhood and sisterhood of unity strength, and respect can be achieved. We appreciate the freedom for culture
0: and religious expression. I have waited my whole life to hear these words. Not so much for myself, as for my children and my grandchildren. Of course
1: I forgive you. Let us center ourselves in worship as we share in our call to worship and our opening prayer. We gather to share in God's dream of abundant life for all. We gather to give and receive gifts of deep emotion, deep wisdom and deep love. With gratitude we gather as a community to praise God, to seek transformation and to celebrate the power of the Spirit who is always moving. Let us join in prayer. Great Comforter, we know that we are surrounded by a legacy of pain. We acknowledge the pain, grief and sorrow caused by not living respectfully with all people. And we are sorry for the ways that we have dishonored the depths of this pain. Open us creator to the power of interconnectedness. Help us to receive the painful stories as well as the inspiring stories Grant us the courage to own any feelings of vulnerability, shame, fear, and guilt that may come from our interactions with each other and with your healing grace leading us through our aching towards your dream of wholeness. Transform us in our community so that we may continue to work towards reconciliation and new life. Amen.
4: The Healing Fund. The Healing Fund established in 1994 is a grant that supports healing initiatives in Indigenous communities to address the ongoing impacts of the residential school system. Many name a need for mending, restoring and celebrating a sense of loss along with hope for rebuilding identity. Indigenous communities may apply for up to $15,000 to create healing, culture, and or language projects. The Healing Programs Working Group, formerly called the Healing Fund Council, made up of representatives from diverse indigenous communities across the country, determines the fund's criteria and evaluates applications. Support for the Healing Fund is movement towards living out the United Church's Apology to Indigenous Peoples made in 1986 and the Apology to former students of United Church Indian Residential Schools and to their families and communities made in 1998. The Healing Fund is made possible by your donations to Mission and Service of the United Church of Canada.
5: Donations can also be Directly made to the Healing Fund
2: Buzobuzo
3: Webdo manda.
4: Ha on going I used to teach uh, junior kindergarten, and I was in uh, when grade uh, JK immersion at the time. And there wasn't a lot of resources, but I turned on uh, YouTube and there were superhero videos. So I thought, why not make these videos and we'll just have all the superheroes speak in uh, Nishnabemwin.
0: The Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Canada's calls to action include revitalizing indigenous languages. When people can speak their ancestral language, they have better self-esteem, are healthier, and their relationships are stronger. That's why, thanks to your support through mission and service, Espigan is teaching the Anishinaabemowin language to young people through creating superhero films. Both my parents are Anishinaabe. Um, My mother is actually a residential school survivor. We weren't allowed to speak our own languages. We weren't allowed to be who we were. We weren't allowed to practice our own ceremonies. She grew up thinking that the language wasn't that important. She's learning now, she's slowly learning now her own language, and she, she likes to do a morning prayer in the language every morning.
5: We just want to show that we're still here. Our voice matters. Our language is very much still alive to this day.
0: Every single person is a superhero. Every single person has a gift to share with the world, and I think that's one of the the most important things is realizing what, what's the gift that you can bring to your community. Alright, and action.
4: Jimmy Gletsch to everyone who donated to the Healing Fund and Mission and Service uh, for making this project uh, possible. Today's reading is from the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. Jesus calms the storm. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him.
1: On that day, when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let us go across to the other side. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed by God. Today we mark Indigenous Day of Prayer. This day became a recognized part of the United Church calendar back in 1971 at the 24th General Council. It is a day centered around the spring solstice, a time of year with great significance for many Indigenous people. Indigenous Day of Prayer is marked each year on the Sunday before National Indigenous People Day. These are days in which we are called as a church and as a country to celebrate First Nations, Inuit and Métis peoples, values, customs, language and culture. When Jesus pointed across the water and said, We are going to the other side. It seemed like an easy task. After all, it wasn't that large of a body of water. There were skilled fishers among the disciples and followers, so it would be an easy trip. The boats were loaded and a convoy began moving across the water. It seemed pretty easy. But then the winds picked up and the waves crested over the sides of the boat. Now there is frantic bailing out of water and even those skilled fishers are terrified. Control of the boats is lost and the the future looks like disaster. Jesus, well, he's sleeping away. So the disciples yell and shake Jesus awake as water raises around their ankles. He stands up, swaying in the boat and says, quiet, stop. And calm returns, he looks at the terrified disciples, the boats of panicked followers, and says, why are you afraid? Do you still not have faith?" Well, I don't know about you, but I would have been terrified. The story illustrates Jesus' identity. He is one with God, creator of all who can calm the storms and settle the seas. It highlights God's power shown in Jesus to calm the places of chaos, enter into the places of fear, and lead people forward. Forward to the other shore. That's the direction that caught me this year as I listened to and reflected on our scripture passage. Whenever I prepare to write a sermon, I always remember the wisdom of my preaching professor who said you have to look at what happens before and after the passage for the week. Before today's passage, before the stormy voyage, Jesus was teaching large crowds in parables, stories of what the kingdom of God looks like, what life looks like in tune with God's peace, justice, and mercy. Immediately after today's passage, Jesus and the disciples and the followers reach the other shore, and Jesus is healing a man who is tormented by demons, living among the dead with broken chains and terrified community members. Healing in the Gospels is never just about healing a person from what ails them. It is about the restoration of community, of the marginalized returning, of Jesus' touching those labeled untouchable and showing community what true compassion looks like. That's the shoreline that Jesus is pointing towards when they board the boat, the place of healing and restoration. The storm is terrifying, and the storm must be faced, and it is an uncomfortable place to be, but the storm must be passed through. Jesus reminds his terrified disciples and his followers that faith says you can weather the storm, that God is with them in the midst of the storm. So once again, he points towards the opposite shore, the place of healing and restoration, and he says, that way. Well, friends, as a nation and as Christians within Canada, we are lamenting. We have been reminded once again of the horrors of our history as a country and as a church. It is a history that includes racist and white supremacist ideas that led to the horrors of residential school, harmful theologies, and laws that were designed to oppress and erase Indigenous people's cultures and identities. We lament The continuation of racist and harmful ideologies and practices. Murray Sinclair notes that an important piece of work for members of the United Church is to advocate for the truth of our country to be remembered and taught, the truth that includes residential schools. We need to name and face the storm, and it is difficult and it's frightening, but it needs to happen. Traveling through the storm makes us confront very difficult pieces within the history of our country and our church and parts within each one of us. It will often be uncomfortable work. It will often be frightening work. And it is work that will challenge us and change us. But the promise of our faith shown in Jesus is that God is with us. God is with us in the midst of the storm. In the midst of the difficult portion of the journey towards healing, God is there. God is there bringing us strength, comfort, and leading us forward. This work, the work through the storm, is not the work of one day. It is the important work that we are all called to engage in each day, and every day. Today is a day of prayer. And it is a day where we are invited to honour the gifts of Indigenous members of our denomination. Our Gospel calls us to bear witness to Christ in our midst, to Jesus pointing towards the other shore, the place of healing and restoration. Today we hold in prayer and we give thanks to God for those who point us forward. We give thanks for the wisdom of Alberta Billy, a lifelong United Church member from the K Nation in British Columbia, who in 1981 stood in front of the leaders of our denomination and called for an apology. Her prophetic wisdom and her prophetic witness to the church led to the apology of 1986 and helped direct our denomination towards healing and the work that is involved. Today we celebrate the work of the healing fund. We lift up the ways in which our gifts of money and prayer directly to the fund or through mission service are enriching lives. We celebrate the holy work of the representatives from diverse indigenous communities who faithfully oversee this fund. We bear witness to the holy visions and the outpouring of gifts of people like Ebikna, the Weweke Nation, those whose visions led to the revitalization—sorry, those whose visions led to the revitalizing the circle—and many others who do important work. In them, we encounter Christ, pointing us towards the shore of healing and restoration. Today we bear witness to their stories, and we meet Christ in them. We meet the Christ who proclaims God's vision for the renewing of all creation and leads us forward towards the shore of God's healing and restoration. We meet the God who helps us journey through the storms. Friends, may we be inspired by the stories we hear and watch today as we follow Christ and as we take our place in the amazing work that God is doing right here and right now in the world. Amen. Thanks be to God.
5: The Elders and Youth Culture Group in the Campbell River area of British Columbia are in the midst of hosting several events and learning experiences with the support of the Healing Fund, funded through your gifts to the mission and service of the United Church of Canada. The group works to connect survivors of the residential school system with local Indigenous youth, revitalizing culture and language. June Johnson is a volunteer leader with the group.
0: Gayle Kesla everyone. Thank you to everyone that has made this possible for our youth to be able to practice their culture and to be proud of who they are and where they come from. I want to thank the Healing Fund from United Church of Canada who made this possible for us to have blankets and masks to be used today. My heart is very happy, Gayle Kesla.
5: The group uses these masks and button blankets, along with singing and dancing, to restore cultural traditions that were banned during the residential school period. Youth members of the group will use their new awareness to teach professional development workshops for non-Indigenous community leaders. Your gifts to the mission and service of the United Church of Canada help make programs like these possible. Thank you and please continue to give.
1: Friends, let us join together in prayer. Our prayer today begins with a prayer written for Indigenous Day of Prayer by the Reverend Maggie Dieter, former Executive Minister, Aboriginal Ministries and Indigenous Justice for the United Church, and Bill Stone of Stony Nakoda First Nations in Alberta, who's also a member of the Indigenous Justice and Residential School Committee. Let us pray. God, creator and great mystery, we praise you for the sacred fires that burn today and for the prayer-filled smoke that you receive and bless. We offer our deep gratitude that the fire's light informs and guides our journey. We pray just as the elders prayed, for renewal and for the restoration of beauty to the land and to its people. We acknowledge the diverse and abundant gifts of Canada's Indigenous people. We recognize their knowledge and wisdom have benefited generations past and present, and that this blessing will continue for generations to come. We remember the many who are committed to the healing of family, community, and nation. We pray for Mother Earth, the waters, the wind, for our siblings, the animals, birds, and fish, and all of life that surrounds us. We pray that we will walk the good red road of life, and that we will walk with courage, honesty, humility, love, respect, truth, and wisdom. We offer this prayer in humility and hope, and in the name of our brother Jesus, the one who lights our paths to wholeness, justice, and peace. And on this day, we add a prayer for Father's Day. We pray for all who are celebrating Father's Day. We give you thanks for all the men who have been A fathering influence on us. We thank you for our fathers through birth and adoption who helped give us life. We thank you for our male relatives, uncles, brothers, cousins, grandfathers, husbands, sons, those who have nurtured and protected us. We thank you for those who have healthy relationship with their dads and for the many gifts that 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 brings to our lives and our faith. We also remember, O God, and pray for those this day who have painful memories of their fathers, those who are estranged from those who raised them. We pray for those who long to be fathers and cannot because of many different circumstances. We pray for those who have lost children and find this day another reminder of their pain. We acknowledge that this day we celebrate with cards and gifts is not a happy day for everyone and we pray for peace and healing for all whose hearts are bruised. We pray for Dr. Ian Era and all who work in public health, for those providing care and support following the recent COVID outbreak in Hanover. We pray for all who are infected with COVID and those experiencing long-term health struggles. We pray for all who are helping to administer and distribute the vaccinations. We pray for all who are struggling during this time of pandemic. And, O God, we offer into your love our individual prayers now. We pray all this in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses,
0: This is like the first time in a long, long time that uh, two-spirited people specifically are being celebrated and I'm so amazed by it and I'm so grateful for it.
3: Today we are at Revitalizing the Circle, Saskatoon's first two-spirit powwow and the origin of this particular powwow has actually come out of a number of years of community, I should say, grassroots building.
0: At a regular powwow, like many things in society, the dancing is gendered. Girls will dance, or women will dance, and men will dance, or boys will dance. But two-spirit powwow has no boundaries around gender. Whether they identify as female, male, gender diverse, trans, non-gendered, they're free to dance wherever they feel most comfortable. That's
3: where the term two-spirit came from, was acknowledging the fact that we have always been a very accepting people. We've always been a very loving people. And we've always been a people who have had a rich understanding of gender and sexual diversity.
0: I hope that this catches on and that this becomes a part of uh, the powwow circuits as uh, we honour our two-spirit people because our people have been here since time immemorial. And we've always believed in five genders as opposed to the binary colonial genders. 1987, I was ordained by the United Church of Canada. This year, I conducted my first Two-Spirit wedding. It really gave me pride and peace within myself to to see they're finally recognized and honored and respected.
5: We do care about the Two-Spirit community, and uh, we do have some friends and family that are Two-Spirit, and we're here to show our support.
0: When the opportunity to work with United Church Canada came up, people were really excited to acknowledge the United Church's work around reconciliation.
3: We do have residential school survivors who are here at this powwow, who have come up and have stated these deep understandings of acceptance, and it just warms my heart to think that those connections are being made, those bridges are being rebuilt. And we're really revitalizing the circle to bring the Two-Spirit teachings back to Indigenous communities.
0: This isn't just a sponsorship, this is coming together to do something that actually will have long-lasting impact in terms of building better relations
3: with the healing fund what we find is that this is a fantastic opportunity for us to build bridges with organizations with institutions and with united church to ensure that we're building good relationships going forward we're acknowledging the histories that have happened yes we're acknowledging the realities that are happening right now yes but we're also wanting to look at the future and recognize that we can make it better
1: Friends, as we conclude this time of worship and as we continue to journey in the way of Christ, may God bless us and keep us, lead us and renew us, inspire us and equip us for the work of love, healing and justice this day and always. Friends, let us go in God's love and in God's peace. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you, whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going, through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6.